0: Hello and welcome to the TOVG podcast. My name is George Weedman. I have Jimmy with me as always. And this week we've got a fun new friend with us named Josiah, a uh, fellow YouTuber who goes by the name of Boozin' Walsh on the internet. How is everyone doing tonight? Great. Doing, uh, doing good. Doing good that's um that's 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 a good thing to do um Wash, you're well i guess i should say josiah because because you like that better but um you're 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 new around here what kind of what kind of stuff do you uh do you do and have you been up to and uh what what should the viewers know about you heading into this this exciting hour-long discussion
1: <laughs> um i'm known for making covers of video game music Pretty oh much.
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Those those are always fun. <laughs> yep, I put put lyrics to them, and people seem to like them. So keep doing it. You know. if they're they're good. Is what he's trying to say humbly. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, I think they're good at least. We I
0: good. we we try to have good people here <clears throat> on the TOVG podcast tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, well, what you been up to lately? Have you have you played any anything cool or seen anything cool?
1: Oh, I've been playing a lot of Smash Four. Oh uh, hmm. yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah, that's um that's coming out soon on the Wii U, isn't it? Yeah, it's November clear. 21st. November yep. 21st. That is just a couple god, a couple of weeks <laughs> from now it seems. That yeah. uh, happened fast. It, it actually was really weird experiencing the 3DS launch early. Mm. Yeah, it, it was about as weird as they made it sound. Because, because I still don't <laughs> feel like the game's actually out yet, even though yeah. I've actually like played it with my hands. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird like that. I've been kind of feeling that too. I think,
2: I I think it's just because it's so ingrained in my head playing melee all those years. Yeah, with a, on, like on a, a game controller with a room the room full hearing the clickety people. clack of the, the, the control stick the, the like smacking against the, the walls. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel like as soon as I hear that, that Clack again when I'm playing on Smash 4 it'll
0: be like real you know So I'm getting a uh, Wii U On Black Friday I'm gonna order oh, Smash man. and Bayonetta And um, and What what kind of controller should I be I know I, I should be using the GameCube controller For Smash which means I have to buy the GameCube adapter But like mm-hmm. am I really Gonna be using the gamepad For Bayonetta um, like, like the big touchscreen thing I don't know. I mean, like, I,
2: I don't know too much about Bayonetta. I feel like a Wii U Pro controller or the GameCube controller will work fantastic for a game like that. Um, well, it, I mean, like, it, the GameCube controller is only going to work for Smash. Uh, are you sure? I'm pretty sure the
0: GameCube controller
2: is going to be compatible with a lot of uh, titles.
0: Oh, they're, they're, if they are, it's probably going to be few and far between. Hang on, I'm going to quickly, quickly yeah, look I'm, this I'm up to, I'm to settle this. Too,
1: this. I was aware, or I was under the impression that it was going to be working for several different games. Yeah, I thought I heard that it was going to be exclusive for Smash. Oh, I'm,
0: oh. I'm a big dumb idiot. No, I... Um, Venture Beat headline says Wii U's GameCube controller will support more than just Smash. Um, well, hey, they had to correct it, though. They said, uh, it is not compatible with any other Wii U software. The adapter is also not compatible with Wii and Wii Apollo. Wait, apparently they backpedaled or something? Um... That's weird. Okay, okay. I've, it's $20, I guess, too. Jeez.
2: I guess I was under the impression that it would just work with everything because it has the same mapping as a Wii U Pro Controller. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. the Pro Controller is just a watered-down, not-as-good GameCube controller. Don't
0: like, they that's, have a couple extra buttons on that thing that the GameCube controller doesn't, though? I think, like, one. That's like, still- I think they have... They have two shoulder buttons, or, yeah, like, two that's, shoulder buttons on each thing. side. the Wii only of, has one... Sh- blah, the GameCube only has one shoulder button. Well, it has the Z button on the right side. Right. It's
2: essentially missing A button, as far it's, as I it's, know. It's
0: missing L1. Right.
2: Which is, like... I, I don't know. I, I figure that they could, like, figure that out, but maybe not. I don't know. Whatever. I, like... I own GameCube controllers already, so all I need to do is get the adapter. Like okay. I'm not I'm not I don't need to get like the Smash branded GameCube controllers or anything. So, I have them still.
0: So here's the official Super Wishy Washy Venture Beach story published <laughs> on October 7th. They quoted okay. text officially from Nintendo's online store that said the GameCube adapter will allow you to connect your GameCube controller to the Nintendo Wii or Wii U. Um it is compatible with all games supported by the Wii Classic Controller and the Wii Classic Controller Pro and the Wii U Pro controller, which would mean yes however apparently they had to make a correction to this story the next morning saying that nintendo revised their statement and said please note the gamecube controller adapter for wii u is compatible with wii u and super smash bros for wii u specifically it is not compatible with any other wii u software the adapter is also not compatible with wii and we apologize for any confusion prompted by their earlier listing so all right, bummer. so well, that's I, g- I guess no, I guess I was correct actually. Yeah. I, I well, f- what a roller coaster of facts! Yeah, I was. And, and I opinions. was misinformed. Uh, that so sucks. We're, ow! So were a lot of people. Uh Anyways, hmm. that's see. Like, I'm gonna have to buy a twenty dollar GameCube controller <laughs> adapter, and and also. A, a like pro controller to play Bayonetta with because I haven't heard good things about the regular Wii U gamepad I, I can't imagine playing Bayonetta with that like I mean maybe I should try it before but I also don't like the idea of like going downstairs to pick up my my big Wii U shipment worth right. hundreds of dollars and then like and then waiting another week <laughs> yeah not enjoying the games and then waiting another week for for this stupid peripheral controller to arrive before I can seriously get into Bayonetta yeah. You
2: know, I I have to say though, um when I first like got my hands on the on the gamepad, mm-hmm. I thought it was going to suck for platforming games and for like actiony games. Mm-hmm. I have I enjoy it. I think it's actually a really good controller. It's really comfortable. It's like light weight. It's not very like unruly or anything. I've never really had any issues with the Pro con- or not the Pro controller, the uh, the gamepad. So Personally, if I got Bayonetta, I'd probably just play it on the gamepad and be fine, but I don't know. It might come down to a personal (sighs) preference thing. I would recommend just trying
0: it out first. Okay. It looks weird, though. Like, it has analog sticks on top. That's weird. It's... I don't know. I...
2: When you hold it, it feels more comfortable. I'm so sorry that there's a loud phone ringing in the background, because (laughs) Alex's computer is connected to his phone, and it... Phone rings through his speakers. <laughs> it's okay. It's uh, okay. Let that be our transition into what have you been playing this week, George? A
0: lot of stuff, actually. Yeah, oh, I, uh, I had, uh, I don't know, a, uh, a weird week, a, a weird week that has left me with lots of time to play games that, unfortunately, oh. has not uh, translated into. And two more time for bunny hop because the game I planned on reviewing this week, I didn't get it until Monday. It was Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. I um mm. got a legit review copy from the publisher, not before launch, though, but on launch, which, okay. which on one hand means I didn't get to start playing it until Monday when it came out. Also, is it usual for games to release on Mondays? Anyways, I don't know. Uh, Call of Duty, well, okay, I will say that
2: Call of Duty, yes, <laughs> it is usual for Call of Duty release on a Monday, because... Okay. Call of Duty, every year since Modern Warfare 1, it has released on or around my birthday every
0: single year, that like seems, within days. That seems like a weird day to release a game on. Anyways, okay, whatever. Yeah. I, I got it <laughs> Monday morning. I got a code from from um, Activision's PR firm that they're hiring out to and put it into Steam and <laughs> It said it's forty-seven gigabytes. Great. <laughs> so I started downloading. I went out. I got a. I got some lunch. I, I uh, did some chores. I went grocery shopping. I came back home and I noticed it was about a good uh, good four <laughs> percent Oh man! <laughs> I took a nap. And then I woke up, and it was about 30% done. Wow. (laughs) And I got some some hours in on the day job and came back, and I noticed it was about, like, 60% done. I literally was not able to play this game that I started downloading at around 11 o'clock in the morning until, I want to say, 2 a.m. that night. And because I I ended up stopping for a while and putting it on pause to play a couple rounds of Counter-Strike with fans and then went Uh back to downloading it again. But I literally I wanted to have this review out on Thursday. I got the game Monday, which I I could still pull. I sometimes am able to do that. But because I ended up spending 90 percent of Monday not playing the game, but downloading the game, Uh I had to delay. I I have not ranked. By the time I wanted to write the review, which which was Tuesday night, I hadn't done enough ranking in the online multiplayer to really fiddle around with all the advanced unlocks you get after a few hours. So Mm. I gave it another day. I'm going to try to have it out. tomorrow, which is Friday for people listening in the future. And, um, but yeah, it's, oh God, it's, it's call of duty. I, I hate the campaign in this one. Like it's clear that they're trying really hard to, uh, change it up from the regular 11 year old formula that is now becoming stale apparently. Cause yeah. Ghost didn't sell. Well, it sold well, but it did not sell as well as the previous ones. Mm-hmm. And, and now they are, um, kind of going thematically wacky. With with this one and having uh, you jump around levels with super jumps and uh, there's there's a hover bike section and it's yeah. like this really weird um, it's like cyberpunk it's a cyberpunk setting without all the the cool stuff that makes cyberpunk cool without all the attitude yeah it's 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 got no tood um, yeah. <laughs> it takes place in a dystopic you know advanced urbanized future it's like sixty or fifty years from now, so like a normal ass future game, <laughs> yeah except you know like cyberpunk has a little bit of a noir flavor to it it's a little right. um a little a little introspective some very high minded sci-fi comes up there and and call of duty advanced warfare is just like the same old uh militaristic jingo applied to to a pretend cyberpunk flavor. Yeah. yeah. Um, I definitely got that. I watched through the intro
2: cutscene in like a a <laughs> uh, like uh, commentary list Let's Play. Mm-hmm. I watched through like the, a the like first... A long play. Yeah, I, that's what it's called. <laughs> I, a long play of uh, the first like, I, I guess I like could say like 10-15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, it was like... First of all, first of all, let's address the elephant in the room. Uh, hold X to pay respects.
0: It was, it was E for me. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Hold Different for e, PC users. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and hold- someone wanted me to bind it to X just to pretend. <laughs> <laughs> it was
2: that, okay, first of all, that was dumb and hilarious. And, mm-hmm. like, it was, like, the embodiment of, like, games are finally being parodies of games but like yeah
0: the embodiment of everything people makes fun of when they talk about call of duty
2: yeah it was like as as unreal as it could be at the same time that it was like this is actually what what it is and then also um i was extremely unimpressed with the like when you pay respects you like bow your head and like (laughs) his arm is cut off is like bonk, clearly bonk, bonk. in yeah. in the frame and <laughs> yeah. everything and it's like foreshadowing like but like bad foreshadowing and it's like well i haven't played the game <laughs> and i know nothing more about that i'm assuming you get a cyber arm right yeah you get a cyber yeah, arm of course um, you do d- why d- wouldn't d- d- you do we
0: here care if i spoil the ending um, no personally okay. i don't Okay, so, so spoiler yeah, alert viewers, to any listeners because I kind of I kind of li- like some of the twists and turns and the transitions like like it's uh, it's it's one of those like wishy washy AAA game projects where it's clear that like some of the people on the team had real enthusiasm and and wanted to give it some style whereas yeah. like marketing was was like no we have to keep appealing to Mountain Dew um, yeah. <laughs> lovers but anyways um, Kevin Spacey plays right. a power hungry PMC. CEO, who, uh-huh. um, in the post-apocalyptic cyberpunk future of 2060-whatever, uh, <laughs> finds himself in control of a military bigger than anyone else in the world, and okay. and so he decides to um, try to... Conduct a military coup on the United States okay? Um, Because as it's kind of A cool twist like since this Is the 2050s and 2060s like he's Us he is our age like he grew Up watching um Like like the gulf war and operation Desert storm and the iraq war and like all Of these like really kind of Dispassionate one-sided Um depressing conflicts That Mm -hmm. that failed to really change The infrastructure of of wherever The u.s. was was imperializing itself wherever. So right. he, he kind of has an anti-war mentality, yet he is also the CEO of, of a huge private military company that um that that makes war. Mm-hmm. So so it It's kind of interesting to see him balance that, like, classic Metal Gear Solid, the same PMC story that happens every time this stuff is brought up, where he wants to make more war, but, um, to increase demand for his services, but at the same time, he he ends up having an ideological conflict towards the end of the game, where he, um... Backpedals and he's like, wait a second, I could actually stop all war if I just take over the United States mm-hmm. and the rest of the world as a result. And then we'll finally be at peace because <laughs> he'll have control of everything. And of course, his evil master plan is to d- develop a um, biological weapon that just kills enough civilians so that they won't have any way to fight back. Anyways, great. Um, but, but okay, okay, the, the twist happens midway through, and if you've seen any of the marketing materials, you already know that the twist is that he's a bad guy, because earlier in the game, he's friendly towards your character and hires him and gives him a robot arm. Right. But then at the end of the game, when your character is chasing him down through the, whatever explosive set piece, mm-hmm. <laughs> Kevin Spacey is dangling off of a skyscraper with your character holding him in, in his robot arm. And, ke- and and the QTE prompts you to chop your robot arm off so Kevin Spacey falls down. And Kevin Spacey says, "I gave you a second chance, Mitchell. I let you live the way you wanted to." And then your main character says, "I'm giving it back."
2: Oh no. Oh, uh,
0: it's it's hilarious. Um and those that's what I kind of like I I, I can't believe that I liked the campaign in in Ghosts better than this one because, like, actual Call of Duty fans hated (laughs) Ghosts, and I think they like this one better. But this one does that thing, that Call of Duty thing that Black Ops did, where infinite bad guys spawn in in very, like, long lasting, poorly paced um, rooms that don't have a lot of cover and have a lot of, like, bullet density.
1: Yeah. They they have a
0: lot of, like, choke points that you could just, like, mow everyone (laughs) down in. It, you're either mowing everyone down or being mowed upon. There's, like, oh. no middle ground. <laughs> like, like I really like these campaigns best, and people are probably going to hate me for saying this, but I like them best when they're at their most heavily scripted. And mm. that's kind of why I think I liked um, Modern Warfare 2 better. Because it mm-hmm. had, like... <laughs> like, gunfights in that game lasted in in matters of seconds. Right. Like, you would have a literal six-second gunfight before the next script. And yeah. um, <clears throat> it was... It uh, <clears throat> was was very fast paced, whereas this one seems to have you kind of get stuck at gunfights six oh, minutes at yeah. a time, like extended um, firefights that you're just like, okay, where's the last yeah, guy? And 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 there's and. There will be a last guy and the next script won't play until you finally hunt him down or until you like walk up to the thing you did not know you were supposed to walk up to that triggers the next <laughs> script. Like it's, I don't know, like there's some some better and some worse Call of Duty campaigns and this is one yeah. of the worst ones. The idea is that you kind of can mitigate getting stuck under these really poorly designed areas that don't give you a lot of cover to fight by <laughs> using your, your crisis powers, by boost jumping in and out of cover or uh, oh. like deploying a little portable force field shield that uh, you can walk through and in and out of cover with that you can take portably with yourself um man what an innovative idea from halo 3 (laughs) it it takes a lot of uh, innovative ideas from a lot of better games but in in the end i find that in the campaign that um Classic Call of Duty fragility of your main character, like Mm. dying within six shots and having your screen jelly up and your aim get thrown off, doesn't really bode well with a focus on mobility, which ends (laughs) up meaning that you don't necessarily ambush and flank enemies better, so much as you just have more options to expose yourself to their fire from. (laughs) Because they have... I, I said how you're either always mowing down enemies or getting mowed upon. They have this really weird AI where they are either completely unaware of you or fully aware of you. There's like no oh, in between. I hate that. That was
2: Far Cry 2 in a nutshell. I ran from these guys for like 20 minutes and I like climbed a mountain and hid in a bush and like <laughs> went prone and I was like, they'll never find me here. And then they like. <laughs> and then a Jeep somehow, just comes. No, no kidding! <laughs> a Jeep
0: drove up a cliff to get me! How? It, oh, I hate that. It, oh I mean, gosh. I mean, it is on a much smaller <laughs> scale. You know, like like Call of Duty focuses on rooms rather than right. entire mountains with huge islands in front of them, yeah. which is why it's not a very high tech shooter. Like they try to make it appeal to see. Yeah. But anyways, um. You either literally stand in one spot and just point and click on bad guys who are completely unaware of you, or just, like, painfully, slowly crawl your way into cover and try to pick off one of them one at a time by, like, hitting their ankles through the uh-huh. tiny slits of whatever cover <laughs> oh, you're given. of course. <laughs> and and uh. it's just frustrating and boring. And the multiplayer, though, like... It has some cool ideas for how um, they can give you crisis powers and mm-hmm. to make regular Call of Duty multiplayer more interesting, because the campaign is basically just a regular Call of Duty campaign with a double jump. The multiplayer <laughs> is basically regular Call of Duty multiplayer with a double jump, but it turns out that double jump adds some depth <laughs> that needed yeah. to be there. Yeah, can, I, can, um, I can
2: definitely see that changing a lot of things up, especially for, like, map design.
0: I haven't seen any, any oh, of the yeah. maps from the multiplayer, but I can assume that they'd be a lot more three-dimensional. They are, they are. They're a lot more vertical. There's a lot mm. more alternate routes to get from point A to B, because right. they'll have vertical routes instead of, like, the standard three-lane setup. Yeah, um, probably probably <clears throat> more akin to something like Titanfall that's what it reminds me of it reminds me a lot of Titanfall except I think I still liked Titanfall better I, I love Titanfall I, you, you I could will... wall run in Titanfall and right. you like retain your momentum like Call of Duty Advanced Warfare is like an extremely stop and go um, affair where you're like constantly getting super fast boosts of speed in between super slow bursts of immobility mm-hmm. but in Titanfall you could like chain up wall runs with double jumps with whatever the hell's and, and keep going like in a like skill based movement in an old school shooter
2: yeah, I, Titanfall feels like uh, like if you took Mirror's Edge and you took away a lot of the like very precise points of the like moving around, like made it a little more like free roam, a little it, more like, modular. Right, right. Where it doesn't like if you like don't get that jump just right, it still like fills in the blank for you and lets you hit the wall and get the wall run and everything. No, yeah. but like in a shooter, and I, that's what I really liked about it is because like the mobility didn't seem like oh I need to learn this mobility like you can we can get better at the mobility but you it feels good to just like play
0: at any level of play like you feel like you're doing stuff that you want to do I don't know yeah, I I mean it's um it's like that except it requires a lot more button inputs than Titanfall. Like if yeah. you hold down Shift and W and then hold down crouch, you'll do a power slide. And then mm. if you double tap Spacebar out of that power slide, you can do a super duper long jump. And mm. you can like clear levels in in like six seconds if you just constantly long jump from one end of the map to the other. <laughs> and and it's it's uh, feels really fun to pull off, but it still like doesn't change that like instant time to kill like like right. most of the combat is more about like Who catching enemies off guard than it is yeah and and like you have more of a chance to dodge out of that and mitigate that what i've always found really frustrating about call of duty which is that really fast time to kill but yeah. it's still it's still there yeah i i'm just like imagining
2: like the frustrating thing of playing call of duty world at war or black ops was uh, when people unlocked the grenade launcher attachment to any of their mm-hmm. rifles, oh, and they just not start... work anymore though because right um... but they like they'd start the map by like lobbing a grenade over and they'd get like three kills because they know where your spawn point is. Now I'm imagining the new way to do that is getting whatever shotgun and slide long jumping to the other spawn as soon as you can to get like a BS shotgun kill.
0: To be fair though. That's a lot more fun. (laughs) Like, um, I love... No,
2: I'm I'm just saying that's, like, the new
0: version of it, it, from what it sounds like. I've always always thought, like, (laughs) the closer a game feels like playing the scout from Team Fortress 2, the more fun I'm going to (laughs) have. And there's a uh, a default loadout that Advanced Warfare gives you called Run and Gun, where you have an SMG with a silencer, with, like, a, a... tactical pile of attachments that makes hip fire fairly accurate and uh-huh. also increases the speed of your movement by a right. lot. So you, um, it also gives you a perk where you don't lower your gun when you sprint. So you actually can run and gun and call of duty in this great. one, which feels great. Actually it does like granted you'll die super fast, but yeah. you'll also be moving super fast. You can mow down people super fast and, uh, and and just like the speed and the pace of the game has so much more energy than it uh, usually does that I I'm having some fun with it.
2: Hmm. I mean that's that's better than none. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've enjoyed oh. a Call of Duty game since Modern Warfare Two.
0: Yeah, I think that was that the was last the one campaign that I, played. I enjoyed. Actually, I, I I thought Black Ops was had an okay campaign. I never really got into the multiplayer of these things, except for um, Modern Warfare Three. Weirdly enough, because. Because I never actually owned a copy of my own of Modern Warfare Two. <laughs> yeah, I just played a uh, friend's ones, but I got a review copy of Modern Warfare Three way back in 2011, and I enjoyed the multiplayer of that. I remember unlocking happening a lot more faster in that one than this one.
2: Yeah, I uh, I remember getting like pretty <coughs> caught up in Modern Warfare Two multiplayer for like a long time, and then after like a few months of that of like always playing Modern Warfare Two multiplayer, like every day i was like maybe i should play other games and then back off on the cod for a while and like i i got i kind of just like left it and never looked back like the same way i did with like world of warcraft league of legends and team fortress it was just all like like after, oh man
0: this is eating hours of, of every single day after that 100 hour mark you start to have some serious introspection about any <laughs> it, game well not having that with dust force yet hmm okay it,
2: I hit the one hour mark, or like 100
1: hours now. That's
2: very different from one hour. I hit the 100 hour mark this week, and I unlocked. uh, I finally unlocked the last set of levels. Oh my god! (laughs) Yeah, it's really hard, dude, to unlock the last levels in Dustforce. You need to get a a double S ranking on every other level in the game, which is clearing all the dust out of a level in one combo, so you can't die or get hit. And so that means like every single level you have to like grind and repeat and play again and get better and learn the strats. And there's a there's a, a like set of gatekeeper levels and there's six of them there's Abyss, Clock Tower, Core Temple, Concrete Temple, Backup Shift, and and no, I already said Abyss. I think that's all <laughs> of them. I think that's all of them. Those are the ones that everyone's like, well, I just need to beat these. But, like, you spend, like, maybe 20 hours working on just those levels. Oh, and Hideout. Hideout's the other big one. But, like, I finally beat Core Temple was the last one, and I beat it. And then I unlocked the harder-than-that levels. And so I've just been, like, Doesn't
0: that make you feel good when you, like, find a game that has that kind of replay value? And also, is that compelling enough to do, like, stupid self-imposed challenges with? Oh, yeah. Like,
2: I... Despite the fact that, like, those six levels that I mentioned are unbearably frustrating at times, like, I would say that Abyss, Backup Shift, and Core Temple are a bit actually poorly designed as far as challenge-wise. Like, there are things where I'm like, this is unfair because of its placement in the level. After beating them... Like, I had, like, legit just like lean back, let out a big sigh, and do like a little fist pump to myself in the darkness at two in the morning because it was just like, I did it. I finally, like, mastered it. And it feels so, like, clean to get it in one go. And then you have your replay of, like, how you did it. So you could be like, Message your friend like I did it. I SS core temple. Watch my replay. It's so it's so good. And the Difficults are like even more so. That's what the last levels are called. They're called the difficults. The difficults. Yeah, they're the, literally it's the perfect. names of them are, are kilo difficult, mega difficult, giga difficult, etc. <laughs> etc. Et
0: so you have one thousand difficults.
2: Uh, well, you you have. Uh, I think there's nine of them. Is, they're is, like. All is is of there the a increments. terra difficult? There is a terra. There's a, a mila difficult. No, they for some reason there's not a Mila. But there's there's Terra, Pita, Zeta, and then the last one is Yada. And Yada's yada. Just, Yada's unreal. Like like that Japanese song with the guys with the leaves. <laughs> I I've never heard of that, but I think Yada is just another like increment of metric measurement. Mm, I think so it's, it's
0: it's something else, but uh, you can find <laughs> out after Googling. Like a, a
2: Yada bite is uh, a thousand wait, wait ten to the twenty fourth bytes. Oh my god, that's so, so many bytes. Yeah, so the difficult is that difficult. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, that's what I've been playing this week, and I I booted up a link between worlds today because I'm making a video on that uh, uh level head actually, and so I'm playing up to the level that I need to play, and then I realized that I did it on my digital copy not the physical one that I can put onto the capture DS at the office. So I need to play through the start of the game again on the physical copy.
1: So that's fun. Hooray. I still haven't played it. I'm a bad man. Oh, you haven't played a link between worlds. It's it's pretty high up on my to-do list. It's
2: like, like literally, I I hate to be the guy who like hypes up a game a lot. Like I'll say Majora's Mask is my favorite game, but I won't say like, like you gotta play Majora's Mask. I'll just say like, yeah, I really like Majora's Mask. Yeah. But a Link Between Worlds is a game where I'd be like, if you, if there's, if you like Zelda or even want to like remotely try Zelda, Link Between Worlds is like,
0: the must. Like that is the one.
1: That's what I've been hearing.
0: <laughs> do you have a 3DS, Josiah? Uh, yeah, I do. Oh my yeah, god! I am playing, the uh, only one. <laughs> he said he's playing Smash Four. That's oh, right, that's son. right. Because that. <laughs> Because that's, that's on... a 3DS game right there. <laughs> Sorry, like, not having one really kind of throws my, like, reference point out of perspective. No, yeah, I, I get that because
2: I'm around people who all have them. Like, everybody at the office, you know,
0: aside yeah, from, aside from I, like, I Mark. I feel like
2: I'm the only one. But, like, because of that, I just, like, assume people have one. So when Smash 4 came out, I was like, oh, who are you playing in Smash 4? And they're like, I don't have a 3DS. I'm like, <laughs> cool, l- later...
1: Dude, yeah, I literally uh, know don't know anyone that has one
0: around here, in oh my, really I mean, all you my, know my all my internet friends do, but right. all, all my internet friends do as well yeah. I was like the only one at Dragon con who uh <laughs> who wasn't street passing the whole con. <laughs> That's a good thing, though. Street
1: passing at cons is such a waste of time. Dude, you know what I learned? I didn't know that <laughs> there was, like, a limit of 10 street passes. Yeah. So I went to, I went to the Portland Retro Gaming Ex- Expo a couple weeks ago, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I'm going to get so many street passes. And then, like, so I put it in street pass mode or whatever, like, in the morning. Yeah. And then when I went to bed that night, I was like, yeah, I'm going to have, like, 100. And I popped it and open. And then 10. 10. <laughs> yeah
2: Yeah. oh man that was the worst I actually like I, I hung out with some people recently where it was like oh yeah I'll totally street pass these people cause like i have like not my regular crew but I knew they all had 3DS's and then I got home and I opened my 3DS and I was like oh yeah I haven't checked my street pass in a week <laughs> so it's just people from the office like well it's
1: like um, street pass purgatory yeah
2: it's kind of weird that they limit limit it to ten. Though I get it, because if you like, if you go to SGC or Retro Game Expo or whatever, like, you'd have residual street passes for like centuries. Yeah,
0: <laughs> like I would still be checking my street passes from SGC right now. Yeah. Wow. Um. So you did you just say that Majora's Mask was uh was your favorite game of all time? I I did. So I suppose then you might have heard the news that they are making a 3ds version. I I did and
2: um I think that was that made yesterday a good day. <laughs> it
0: wasn't it wasn't a bad trailer. It was, well, it, it I, it was I didn't very see the good. whole direct. Did
2: you see the whole direct <clears throat> yeah, yeah. or just the trailer? Uh, uh actually yeah, for the uh for the Dex Patreon stream, uh instead of doing our usual stream, which is like we play Pokemon <laughs> spinoff games or whatever, we just like <laughs> watched the and Nintendo reacted direct. to the direct. Yeah, we just had the Nintendo Direct there and we were just Because, like, I mean like we could either force people to either watch us or the direct, or we so can just. So why not both? Yeah, why not both? <laughs> and the first thing that they did when they like Nintendo Direct started was freaking like, boom, and it was like, oh my god, is this it? And then they like, it popped up and it was like, oh, it's, it's Majora's Mask, and I was just <laughs> like, it's Majora's Mask, it's Majora's Mask. I was like super super excited. It looks beautiful. The only thing that. Yeah. I, the only one complaint that I had was that the moon looked colossally weird, dude. I was gonna like, say that. that that's, I to that's saw okay, someone on Twitter though.
1: say that it looks like Shrek. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, how how like grossly fitting! Yeah, like um, I'm
0: I'm surprised that you said it looks beautiful though, because like that was my one comment. I was like, <laughs> it still looks really like noisy and discordant which is I mean, like exactly the point yeah no i, I mean like <laughs>
2: graphically wise like r- comparing what it used to look like to what it looks like now it looks like a better version of what it was trying to do originally yeah. which i mean is and, like, and, and which is was already
0: point. like really weird to look at like i do, this is taking it way back but do you mm-hmm. remember the very first screenshots and like December ninety nine of Nintendo Power, where they um revealed Zelda Gaiden. I, I remember the name, I don't remember specifically the screenshots. Mm. I do remember like Zelda Gaiden, oh I can't get that. Oh, so do you remember that really, like, those two really weird, janky-looking screenshots where it was, like, Child Link riding baby Epona inside of, like, a yellow-textured hell? Um, okay, well, I'm looking at them now. Oh, really? You pulled yeah, them off yeah, really fast.
2: I just searched Zelda Gaiden screenshots, and the what you described is, like, the fifth picture... Is it like there's like diamond shaped like yellow lines all over the floor and there's yeah, like a like weird like really, sun
0: carved onto the wall. Really really harsh, a lot of um really harsh colors, a lot of really harsh pointy jagged lines. Yeah, Epona so, looks like a corgi. They didn't they didn't clean up the 3DS version of this game. It still retains like a lot of that harshness from from the original.
2: I think I I think I've always liked that though. <clears throat> the colors in Majora's Mask are very saturated. Like and I, mm-hmm. I I've always liked that because like everybody talks about like, oh yeah, this game is you know this game is dark, but there's no good use of color, but like Majora's mask is a game that's like this game is dark, but like it is a rainbow everywhere, <laughs> like there's never a point when it's like, oh, the walls are black, like they're always like purple with like orange lines across them and like some kind
0: of brown zigzag pattern streaking across it for it's very weird it it breaks a lot of conventions like that's what what it surprised me uh, for this 3ds version because like they really they did a lot to clean up the visuals of ocarina of time for the 3ds version but Mm -hmm. this doesn't look like clean (laughs) it it still looks very very lo-fi very jagged yeah harsh chaotic yeah I mean, so, like,
2: um, whether or not it's, like, a, a better look or anything, I guess it's subjective. I like it because I've always liked the, like, kind of gross look of mm-hmm. of the N64 Zeldas, and, like, I thought that that fit very well with Majora's Mask yeah. because I like the game for its, like, theming and the stories and, like, the visuals and all the art aspect, really. If you at like, I will never make a level head on Majora's Mask because I hate all the dungeons. I think they're really... Like tedious and boring and poorly designed, but like really, the, rest the stone of the game, Temple. Stone Temple is is interesting. It's very. I, cool. I think
0: that's one of my favorite dungeons across the whole franchise. Really?
2: Okay. Well, you
0: flip it upside down as its core gimmick. In the okay. boss, you turn into like a giant, weird, giant fetish link to to fight <laughs> some like self-contained worm monster with with like. St- <laughs> lore that Dark Souls learned from Like put, put the Majora's Mask symbol On this trans-dimensional Teleported prison on on, on Bricks and all of a sudden you have story it, I mean uh, I don't know. It, but That's what I'm saying
2: though That like artsy aspect is the part That I love about it actually like Doing the dungeon I didn't enjoy Almost any of them I think Stone Tower is my Favorite out of the four um, But like Great Bay And Snowhead I just like Every time oh, I have to God. play through them, it's just like this is a chore.
0: It's yeah. always the water level too. Like when right. I was a kid playing through um, the, the Great Bay Temple for the first time, I had a horrible like episode of food poisoning while I was doing it. Oh, and man. now I've played through that game like eight times. And every single time when I get to the water level, I would still like feel the residual nausea <laughs> from from having food poisoning during my first time. Oh man. And and yeah, no water levels suck. But yeah, right, I, I I know I don't remember enjoying any other temples than the Stone Temple, but I think I think Stone Temple kind of makes up for them. Like that's it's, what the the few Zelda dungeon I act, actually enjoy playing.
2: Right. It's it's much more, like I guess if you're going for the hundred percent thing, you're trying to get all the fairies. It's a little more tedious. Mm, but I didn't
0: ever try to do that. So right, right. I had yeah, to do yeah. that for the
2: completionist episode, and it was a little <laughs> tedious. But because like you have to like set up like. Unlocking chests that appear upside down that you can get later when you flip the dungeon, which, like, in concept and theory, very cool. I think the dungeon's cool that you flip it upside down and that the song like changes, like the high parts are now the low parts and low parts are the high parts, and like all of the theming for that temple is really cool. It is a bit of a chore to play through,
0: but like. Other than that, I love the game. It's my favorite. It's, it's it's also like the one where they do the Dark Souls thing and explain the history and the lore behind the world of Terminus through the yeah. use of cleverly paced statues and symbols. It's great. I It's great. I can talk for hours. But, which on- is funny, because... That game came out like 10 years before Dark Souls, but apparently now for some reason I associate extremely subtle environmental storytelling with Dark Souls and <laughs> yep. and not Majora's, because Majora's Mask is like a noisy, like you said, chaotic game. Yeah. And
2: I, I like, like it for yeah, that.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. I like it for that. There. um anyways yeah. we have a lot more news to go over and yeah, that was uh, only one thing one thing of a long list of things and and we already dwelled on it mm. so anyways um we're gonna take a quick break and get ourselves ready for for the deluge of informative stories coming up <laughs> ahead Say you're going to buy a CD player, and you're thinking... Uh, 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 but then you hear about the next generation CD player. It's called CDI, and it works with your TV to bring you the ultimate in movies, games, and family entertainment. Awesome! Awesome is right. Awesome sound, awesome pictures, awesome choices. CDI, tell a friend. CDI, kid, huh? Uh, now get into CDI, starting at 2 dollars with $200 of free software.
1: Zelda, from the very start, I got the heart, it's Mars, to play the part, Zelda. Creeping through with an overhead view, cause a man's gotta do what a man's gotta do,
0: so I stay on track, collect the facts, never cut the slack, and I always watch my back for Jack. Zelda. Yeah. Soon I stand, I'm the man with the plan, cause the power's in my head, and the power's in my hands, Zelda. Hello, and welcome back to the TOVG Podcast. We uh we actually were going to talk about other stories, but I forgot to mention <laughs> that I really, really, really like the music in this Majora's Mask 3DS trailer. There's
2: something about Majora's that just pulls you back in.
0: And I know. Just, it just I can literally talk back. about this game for hours. It, for it hours. is it is <laughs> the, the darkest and most interesting part of the Nintendo timeline. Yeah, and... The thing, the thing was like when, when the game
2: trailer started playing, I, d- I like checked Twitter and I immediately regretted it because it was all these people like, "Goo, but mask, oh, <laughs> that'll please the fanboys," and it's like, it's, it's. Good. I mean, it's not just, like just, they're wrong. It will please the fanboys,
0: right? But it was
2: like all these snarky, like, finally they could shut up about it. I will not shut up. George's <laughs> mask
0: is perfect yeah no, you. if you haven't played majora's mask before like <laughs> go either do it now or or play this 3ds version because it's one of yeah i i like it better than ocarina definitely
2: yeah even here. though
0: ocarina came first as a kid i liked ocarina more but i grew up to to like to love majora's mask way way more yeah um and of course i was joking with the perfect
2: comment and the fuck you comment like Everyone's entitled to their own opinions, but I just hate when people are like, "Like, oh yeah, Majora's are so dark." Like, yeah, well, yeah, it is. Characters are
1: so interesting. Yeah, they yeah, are. They are. Actually. They are. Yeah, really, they are.
2: Um, but yeah, the song that they use in the trailer is so like perfect because it's the final form of Majora like the theme for that one specific but form it doesn't of the sound like fight. a boss
0: fight it's like not bombastic it's, it's just it's like so, a creepy broken
1: music box melody
2: it's it's like made with broken instruments and it's just uh, it's great it's
1: beautiful it's fucking beautiful I remember playing that what? boss battle for the first time and you know that music made it so tense It's because it throws you off because like the previous bosses, you have that like
0: it's like (sighs) like bassy drums and stuff. It it actually sounds like boss music and this doesn't like everything about Majora's Mask just like tries to subvert the conventions of, (laughs) of this franchise. And it surprisingly did it now, as we know, in retrospect, like fairly well into the franchise but also before it like got stale later on I guess. Yeah it's it's really uh, weird. I I just wish more old Nintendo franchises would take a Majora's Mask route and try to make a traditional game in the spirit of that franchise but with like absurd surreal theming going on (laughs) throughout it. I mean like it's, it's a lot to ask for them to add more content,
2: but I hope there's a little bit more that happens in Majora's Mask. Uh, uh, Majora's 3D. Mask
0: is sacred to me. I, I wouldn't mind them keeping it pure.
2: Oh, I, I wouldn't mind them keeping it pure I, in the slightest. If they, like, fleshed out a couple things a tiny bit more, I wouldn't mind that either. But, like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like, I, we were just talking about it over the break, but, um, like, things that are hidden in Majora's Mask are so great because my favorite one of <laughs> at least one of my favorite moments in the entire like everything that you can do in the game is uh the ranch sisters if you like don't help them like r- with the mission where you have to like protect them from the gorman brothers and you know you have to protect their carriage and everything and blow up the rock if you don't do any of that and you don't like even like acknowledge them or whatever for the whole 3 day cycle and then on the last countdown where like the moon is like shaking the earth and everything and there's like a timer on screen that's like you know, like four minutes or whatever until like the world explodes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you go to their hut and you talk to them, there's like a conversation that they have that only happens right then. And like the the like younger sister Romani is completely oblivious to like the moon falling,
0: and the older sister is finally like accepted that it's going to happen. K- keep in mind, like one is a child and the right, other right, is right, an right. adult. So, the so here, th- here's the twist: it's about to come. Yeah, the younger sister is
2: like <laughs> the same age as Link, so like real young, you know. And the older sister is like. Old enough to be of drinking age because milk in the Majora's Mask world represents alcohol because it's like a way that they could put it in without it being like M rated, <laughs> right? And
0: so, it's, like, it's, why is that game rated E? Anyways, oh, yeah, exactly, Cause, exactly, because they use the word milk instead of booze, right? Instead of Josiah.
2: <laughs> <Sometimes> <laughs> Sorry, I knew I, it was coming. I know. Booze I, had, and wash. I had to do it. It's in my nature. Um. Anyways. Anyways. anyways We We can't can't stay on this forever. Right. All right. The conversation that you witness is essentially uh, Kremia, the older sister, saying like, you know, this is a good night. Like, let's celebrate. You're you. You're you've come of age. You're like a woman now. Like, like you can like, let's have let's drink some milk and celebrate this night of the like the festival together. And it's like when you like put it into context, she's totally like getting her younger sister drunk. In, the in like, the name of her not having to experience the end of the world in, like, a sober state. That she can just, like, black out and,
0: like, her last moments be happy. And that's, like,
2: ugh. It's, like, gut-wrenching.
0: And it never no, clarifies if when you travel back in time, <laughs> everyone yeah. else goes with you or not. Right. It's... Uh. <laughs> because the world's gonna end and and there's nothing anyone can really do about it except get their children drunk so they don't have to suffer during the the fiery explosions that kill everyone no matter how hard you try (laughs) yeah yeah that really got anyways yeah um and and also as an adult like playing it later on you're like oh (laughs) that's what milk meant (laughs) (laughs) that's what milk meant um Yeah, man. I don't know. Anyways, but okay. Like I said, we can't stay on it forever because we've already stayed on it for a long time and a lot of stuff happened this week. Ah. Right. I'm sure everybody who's like, I don't really enjoy Majora's Mask has just been like... "Ah." Okay, okay. But now we have something for you if you don't like hearing about Majora's Mask for an hour and that is that YouTube now supports 60 frames per second video. Hooray. Yeah. if uh, If you have Chrome... And and you like watching your YouTube videos at 720p or higher, it will now default to a 60 frames per second uh, video play, which is going to be really important for, for video games. Yeah, especially especially for you now
2: that you got your fancy fancy monitor and you want to like show the difference between frame rates and stuff. Well,
0: it yeah. really won't make a difference until they support one hundred forty four frames per second. But anyways, <laughs> whatever. That's that's overkill. Sixty right. frames per second is fine. Thirty frames per second is is tolerable. Right. Um. But anyways. Uh, yeah, um I have a feeling that after this change like this might be a a paradigm shift in in culture for the mainstream consumer mm-hmm. to start caring about frame rates more cuz it was already a big enough deal earlier but like up until now the the basic like, if someone was used to playing their their cinematic console games, quote-unquote cinematic, at 30 frames per second, they really had no easy way to make that comparison. Yeah. Um, but, well, I guess unless they, you know, downloaded the video from some source other than YouTube, but, like, mm-hmm. YouTube is huge enough to, I think, inform the general public well enough now that, uh, now that they do support 60 frames per second, and you can notice the difference, um, yeah. fairly easily.
2: Yeah, I don't know, I don't know. It's, it's like... On one hand, this is a change that's, like, YouTube. Like, this is part of my daily job is YouTube. Like, mm-hmm. so, so, yeah, are, are this, you going to start doing it?
0: Because it does take a little bit extra work on our end. I mean, end. It,
2: it takes a little bit extra work, and it also
0: takes up a lot more space as far as, It takes as up like, more disk space, more rendering time, and, right. and it's also going to give you more of a performance hit when you're recording that 60 frames per video while playing.
2: Right, and so, like, on one hand... This should impact me a lot, right? Because this is, like, part of my job is, like, being on yeah. YouTube and making YouTube videos every work. But, like, I, I don't feel like I care.
0: <laughs> well, it, it won't make, like, that big of a difference either in terms of of uh, the work or the viewing experience. I just see it as, like, a nice little quantitative iterative improvement in, yeah, it's, in yeah. our options now.
2: Yeah, it, yeah. It, it, essentially it would be, like, if they didn't have 1080p and they added 1080p i'd be like right. oh cool like i'm I, like, still gonna I'm render still... In
0: 720 because i need to save space on my tiny until computer. maybe a few years when it starts to become unacceptable too yeah because <laughs> like, i feel like yeah. that might happen like i'm gonna have to buy a bigger hard drive eventually i'm gonna have to buy a new gpu eventually and at that right. point it won't make that much of a difference on our end yeah, yeah
2: exactly like i'm not gonna make the shift now in the future i think i can get myself into the groove of doing that Mm-hmm. but like right now for like my videos for the decks probably for the completions as well it's probably just going to stay at the mm. at our standard renders
0: i've i've been playing a um schmup called Uh revolver 360 it runs really well it's optimized really well and it looks gorgeous and i think i can put out a 60 fps video about that i can't about call of duty that's (laughs) for some reason the multiplayer part of this game runs like ass the single player Mm -hmm. runs really well for me but multiplayer like i start dropping frames like nuts crazy but um the week after i might do uh revolver 360 and um i can't wait for the viewers to to tell me how pretty full that game looks (laughs) at uh at its full resolution and frame rate because because i think I can squeeze a 60 FPS video from recording that one. Yeah, I mean, and that'd be really cool to see. Like I, something I'm interested to see is
2: if people start doing Smash Four for oh, 3DS. Yeah, it'll
0: really help fighting games because you can't tell sometimes what's going on. Right, and, but not only that, fighting but, games um, at 30.
2: There's an interesting thing with Smash Four specifically on 3DS. I don't know if if it's with Wii U. I don't think it's with Wii U, but <clears throat> the. Uh, the assist trophies and Pokeball Pokemon all <laughs> run at a locked 30 frames per second, even
0: though the game runs at 60. You can tell too. Like one of the um, commenters I was talking to uh, on on my 144 frames per second video, yeah. thought it was really weird that the reload animations in Counter Strike were going to display 30 or 60 frames of reload animation per second, even if the game was running at 144. And uh-huh. I was like you can know, like it depends on how many frames the artist wanted to like keyframe by hand if, if yeah. they had to do that like there's some games where where it is obvious like we were just talking about n64 zeldas yeah like they have really low frame rate animations for some reason in the yeah. n64 zeldas and, and when you play the game on an emulator it's it's obvious
2: <laughs> oh yeah. yeah definitely um so i don't know i mean like it's a cool change it's a cool thing i will like keep closer watch of like the content creators that i watch and see if they start uploading like this and i'll see how it looks so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you better
0: make your damn your damn revolver 360 video good so oh, I'm it's such a good convinced. game too and i want to find a nice a nice format to uh talk about it because it's just like a really solid shmup with with a unique gimmick which is you can rotate the background around that's but, right um, you
2: you talked about that in your other yeah, shmup yeah, yeah. video didn't you Yeah, I did, I
0: did. I uh, was looking forward to them making an English version, and they did. It's on Steam now, and it's great. It's only seven bucks. Oh, damn. Um, But, uh... Yeah, I just don't know if there's like enough there for a full ten minute bunny hop review. So I'm trying to figure out a way to uh, fuck it. I'm just gonna review it someday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna do it. Don't care. Anyways, um, because it's a game I like, it deserves it. Anyways, right. um. Um, Nintendo. <laughs> speaking of games I like, I really like Bayonetta. That's another over the top Japanese skill based action game. And yeah. then Nintendo is is breaking out of its shell a little bit. Well, a little bit. This is like big, bit. actually. This is this is, is, weird. This is a, a big far step down that creepy alley that they don't ever that their mom told them not to go to yeah they um did a cross promotional deal with playboy and and had one of uh one of their models dress up as and then out of uh, bayonetta cosplay (laughs) right yeah yeah. um okay (laughs) so (laughs) you sound like you have something prepared I, i don't have anything prepared
2: it's just like this is we're like we're still on the edges of like several like issues surrounding you know gaming and feminism and such things Mm -hmm. and so i don't want to make any like bold statements not that i like have any bold statements but i don't want to like say anything that (laughs) steps on anybody's toes because i don't really we are we are all about mild soft opinions here on the (laughs) tovg podcast right after i told everybody who doesn't like majora's mask fuck you right
0: I mean, um, not like, oh, that's not opinion. You're that's wrong. A fact. You are objectively correct. Exactly.
2: <laughs>
0: anyway, um, again, that was a
2: joke. Don't be offended by that. I don't. You can. You could not like it. I don't care. Um, <laughs> like I feel like the whole f- the whole idea that bayonet is like an obviously hilariously. Like hypersexualized sort of themed game, almost like parody. Right, right. It's like almost parody. Like it kind of fits with this. Yeah. And like yeah. I looked, I, I'm not sure if the like the spread of pictures that this the website that like reported on this was
0: the full spread. But like I, I have attempted to find the full spread, and I don't think it, uh, it, it is any more fuller than what the what the regular news sites are reposting. Right. And in that case this isn't this
2: doesn't seem like a big deal. It seems no, like it's not it's not super risque. Right. It's like eight or nine like just cosplay pictures that are like you know <laughs> Professionally shot, professionally created Uh, cosplay. I think it looks kind of janky. Okay, a little janky. The green screen ones are are silly, but like (laughs) the the other ones are like pretty well shot, like well composed pictures with like a good costume. And then there's like one risky picture where like where where, like her back is is to the camera, and obviously there's like less clothing. Well,
0: before any any butts are involved.
2: (laughs) Right, and I don't know. I, I think it's like a sensible combination of two things as far as it's just marketing um, this game goes. It's, that it's just very weird. It's
0: like super duper incredibly mild by Playboy standards, right. but also like, oh no... Like, that uh that that perverted old bastard Nintendo is yeah. uh is is starting to to let his nasty sense of humor show. Yeah, no, it's like super duper mild for Playboy, but but kind of risque by Nintendo standards. Yeah, which uh, which uh, I don't kind of balance each other out because cause Bayonetta like fits that theme. Like it's all about yeah um like like shameless almost parody levels of of sexualization and uh yeah. Which, you know, Playboy does. Right. Like like they try <laughs> much like Bayonetta, Playboy tries to have um classy, more uh more you know, I, I play Bayonetta for the gameplay. Right. <laughs> well, okay, well, like, Sounds a lot like saying I read Playboy for the articles.
2: I I guess the thing I guess like my opinion on this whole thing is like I see no reason to dislike this because, or to like think that this is inappropriate or dislikable just because of the fact, like that, if you dislike this, it's pretty much just the fact that you probably dislike what Playboy does. So, like, like, do you get
0: what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and there's... and Playboy like roller coasters from likability, like by the decade,
2: right? Of like, course, like, like, like that's
0: how Kurt Vonnegut got his start, and um, I
2: mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that like you have to like condone what playboy does or whatever or like it or whatever but like i feel like anybody who's like this is terrible probably just doesn't like what playboy does to begin with i don't think that it really is a bad mixture of brands or whatever i think it's like whatever you know
0: yeah yeah no like like playboy has uh been a a good outlet in decades past for for burgeoning authors to uh to get published and <laughs> Platinum has has been a great developer for, for publishing really, really meaty, satisfying, highly technical, fast paced action video games, and both of them incorporate boobs in their work. <laughs> so so I think it kind of fits the theme yeah. of, of both of these outlets.
2: Also it's it's kind of funny how like just because Bayonetta 2 is Wii U exclusive it's now being so so tightly connected to Nintendo.
0: Yeah, well that's it's what the, I want to know. Like how much of this was Nintendo and how much of it was Platinum? Right, cuz it
2: seems silly to be like this is Miyamoto himself. Like it's probably <laughs> it's like it's likely Platinum Nintendo marketing of team.
0: America, maybe right. not Japan.
2: But like even then, it's likely more platinum than it is Nintendo. If I was to guess, but I, I don't know. I don't
0: know. I don't know. N- Nintendo is, has a history of taking some some steps in weird. Direction. Like remember that Yoshi's Island commercial where like the guy explodes in the restaurant and gets gore all over everyone. Oh, yeah, that was yeah, disturbing. I had to, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was that was gross. That was a gross I've, commercial.
2: I put that in one of our podcasts. <laughs> 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 it's worse when it just sounds. <laughs> It's gross. Oh no!
0: I bet it is. I it's it so is. bad.
2: It's yeah. I'm not. You know. We're gonna go.
0: Let's go. Let's uh.
2: Um, um, speaking George of, segue.
0: of of things that that are gross and have gore. Um. <laughs> the the next gen and PC versions of GTA 4 are gonna have a first person mode. Great. Yeah. Did you uh, did you guys see the trailer for that? I did. I haven't. No. It looks surprisingly
1: legit. Yeah, I was pretty impressed actually.
0: Like, have you seen the one that uh, fans modded into the console version? uh huh <laughs> And then, like, done a comparison? It is night and day <laughs> seeing seeing the professionals versus the modders, which, I don't know, like, console modding is a way different beast than than PC. But Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, like, this is also the first time GTA games have had a real legit first-person mode, which which is going to make driving interesting if they um, detail the interiors of these cars out well enough. Yeah. I think it's really interesting. I don't know how necessary it is, but... It's cool. Exactly. It's just like a little extra, I guess. As if, as if the, like I've hold, held back on playing GTA five this whole time because I, um, because it never came out for PC. I mean, right. my Xbox broke actually. I don't think I mentioned that. That's something that happened this week. It didn't R rod, but it might as well have R rotted because, um, it won't boot through the loadout, um, the loading, it won't go through the boot screen. You know, when it shows you the Xbox logo and it's like, <laughs> it won't right. do that anymore. <laughs> so, uh, I can't do my, I can't finish my Bayonetta replay, but I don't care because I'm getting a Wii U soon and I'm going to play through it on that with the Samus costume. To VG podcast oh. listeners,
2: uh somebody please rip the audio of George going
1: "bop"
2: and like replace that on the <laughs> Xbox loading screen and just upload like a 2 second video of that. Happening. Oh my god. I'm I'll, trying I'll, I'll to rem- share it. I'll make sure I
0: remember what the Xbox 360 boot screen looks like. I think it looks something like bah!
2: <laughs> There's Anyways. a clean one for you. I'll I'll even I'll be I'll be sure to cut the music right there so you get absolutely clean audio for that. Oh my god. I'm I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna hate you for this, aren't
0: I, Jimmy? It's gonna be great. It's gonna be like three <sighs> seconds. There's nothing to be embarrassed about. <laughs> sure. I don't know. This is the internet. We can get embarrassed about anything we want. That's like true. um like 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 uh, Noriega's likeness as used in Call of Duty Black Ops 2. Well played. Well played, George. Okay, this is wacky. This is a weird story. This is like the strangest thing I think I've seen happening in, in video game news since like, um, like, I don't know, the creation of the ESRB maybe. Um, mm-hmm. Oh my God. So, so... A couple years ago, Manuel Noriega, I I don't know if you guys know who that is, but a quick uh, quick Wikipedia history lesson. He is the deposed former military dictator of Panama who... um, was after getting some cia training managed to manipulate u.s foreign policy to i'm probably horribly butchering history right now but from what i understand <laughs> of a quick wikipedia read he was able to use cia training as as part of his life as a career soldier to gain absolute power in panama use that position to traffic a lot of drugs through the country ended up um like dragging a democratically elected leader out of the street during the parade after he won the elections to uh, to impose himself as leader of Panama and and is just like responsible for for much of the way that the um South American drug industry works today. Wow. <laughs> he, like a he ended up getting guy. getting deposed after a US invasion of Panama in 1989 that apparently the UN Security Council voted on as being illegal. Mm-hmm. The United States was like, "Eh, whatever. There's a guy who who has access <laughs> to the Panama Canal who we don't like. Let's get him out of here." And Great. um So anyways, yeah, like this horrible guy who has been voted as a war criminal (laughs) who's like spent his entire life as a political prisoner is uh, tried to sue Activision for using his likeness in a Call of Duty game (laughs) because apparently he's still... Relevant, I guess. I don't know. Like, I was looking at the Wikipedia entry for this stuff. Like, he keeps getting put on trial for, for all of these drug trafficking and murder charges. That's as recent as 2010. Jeez. And, and he was, he was captured in 1989. <laughs> But anyways, uh, maybe because he just wants to see himself in the news, or maybe because he was genuinely offended by what the rest of the world thought of him and their entertainment products, he uh, sued Activision for misusing his likeness without their permission in Call of Duty. And um, the judge, uh, apparently this is... uh, Happening in Los Angeles, a superior court judge named William H. Fahey said, Noriega's right of publicity is outweighed by defendants, by the defendant's First Amendment's right to free expression. So if you are a famous historical figure, you can be referenced in uh, entertainment products that are protected by freedom of speech to use you as a famous historical figure. Nice. Which is, I guess, how... Um, you know, I, I always wondered how how the social network was able to like use the likeness of um, Facebook and um, who's that guy? Zuckerberg yeah mike zuckerberg without and, and be super critical and mean to him the whole time I uh, guess yeah yeah when you're a public figure you don't have um as much protection from defamation and publicity laws as if you are not a public figure fun fun fact
2: about yeah. the social network um I guess you know like the the brothers that like he steals the Facebook from from in the movie yeah yeah uh I I guess they like went on public record after after the movie came out and they're like any point of this movie where it's where it says like we were asked for like release form or like asked like to release this information, everything, all of it's completely false. We never signed off on any of this, and this is not how any of it happened. And they were just like, they just like came out and were like, this isn't like this isn't even remotely true. And they were, they were yeah. Mark Zuckerberg, so nobody heard them.
0: Well, I mean, generally, generally. People who who do things like to uh, rationalize how and why they do things, and if they uh, see that other people do not like the things they do, they tend to get offended. So, let, yeah. let's say you're the um, a a self-imposed leader of of a small, like kind of second-world country who okay. uh, who. Whose location provides great strategic assets to the rest of the world and and let's say you got there through lots of like illegitimate drug smuggling and 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 just the right murders at the right times and, okay I mean even then, like you still might feel kind of defensive about yourself and and kind of offended at how um <laughs> you might see your face show up in media as a villain character yeah it, it's it's definitely <laughs> silly it's definitely like. Like you you search this guy's
2: name. I mean if there if there was any good defense for this, you search this guy's name and the first or like options to fill in the blank are Call of Duty 2014 Black Ops. So like it wasn't yeah. just
0: Black Ops. It was Black Ops <laughs> 2 apparently. I thought that one was supposed to take place in the future. I don't know. I didn't play that one. He's a future current dictator. I think it has flashback scenes about the the invasion of Panama in 1989. I don't know. That was before our time. Yeah Actually it was at the very Very beginning of our times Technically But before we cared (laughs) Before we even knew (laughs) Yeah Yeah Anyways That's um, weird Yeah that's a weird thing One last thing about this story Which makes it even weirder Oh boy is that um the former New York mayor Rudy Giuliani. You guys have heard his name, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like like he's respons- he's supposedly responsible. He is commonly attributed to a lot of the um the gentrification, the um like cleaning up the streets of New York and and kind of like disempowering the mob a lot and and making uh-huh. Times Square a safe place for tourists <laughs> and families. Right. He was one of the lawyers defending Activision. <laughs> this is this is a weird story. This is a weird story. I this is a really say. weird story. <laughs> so, so Rudy Giuliani was defending Activision and he said, This ruling is an important victory and we thank the court for protecting free speech. It was an absurd lawsuit from the very beginning and we're gratified that in the end a notorious criminal didn't win. <laughs> <laughs> Hooray, he didn't win. Okay. Okay. My that's, God. Uh, so uh that was that was like the weirdest thing that I think has happened in a year and, and maybe the weirdest thing that has happened well, more than a year, like yeah, that's this a pretty decade weird maybe. you sure you didn't get and, that from um, the Onion? <laughs> no, no. This is this is a thing that actually happened. Ars Technica. I think it was um <laughs> reported on by a lot more legit outlets too. Things yeah, that you know have what? New York in their name.
2: I feel I feel like you can you can boil down that story to like the bare bones non-detailed description and it would make a pretty good Onion article (laughs) it would it would be like uh like (laughs) notorious self-imposed dictator upset at being portrayed as notorious Notorious self-imposed dictator dictator.
1: (laughs) (laughs) there's a subreddit for stuff like that called Not the Onion
0: Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Where their headlines exactly like that. A lot of them begin with Florida Man. <laughs> I, lo- I love the Florida Man.
2: Oh, do my do just... any of you guys follow Florida Man on Twitter? No, <laughs> no but my friend posted one today. Uh, Florida police report that a man with no hands or legs is on the run with an armed. On the run and armed. <laughs>
0: you can't make the, the you Florida can't make man. That up. he's just he's just full of full of surprises. Full Florida of surprises. man's never up to any good. <laughs> that guy's always getting into trouble
2: <laughs> anyway, anyways, I apologize um, to any Florida people out there that we upset during this podcast
0: just just look up Florida man on twitter and, and you'll you'll see what we're what we're talking about here, yeah Florida man arrested for taking Toyota Corolla on ten day test drive. <laughs> Florida man finds dead body in foreclosed home he just bought. Great. Florida man asks 911 operator on date. Wonderful. <laughs> okay. Anyways. Super um, solid. Yeah. Let's let's uh, let's talk about the community. Mm-hmm. We've got we've got a community going on. There is q and A Q&A thread that is now ten two two pages long. <laughs> Fifteen That's a lot pages. Less than ten. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um anyways, we've got some some cool questions uh, yep. Clyde Lee asks, do you organize your games in any particular way, apart from simply alphabetical order or perhaps by genre desired to play or a way where the game titles reads as a poem? I guess if you're into that sort of stuff
2: <laughs> uh well, uh, personally, like I have this like big shelf of like square shelves from Ikea, and I just tossed all my games in like. Like, there's, like, one square is full of Super Nintendo games, one square is full of Xbox 360 games, and, like, I don't have an extensive game collection, but it looks pretty nice all organized there. I don't... I used to have my Xbox games in alphabetical, but then I gave up on that, so...
0: Well, I don't have actually that many physical games at all. Mm. Like, like I mean, I have my old NES cartridges and, and Nintendo 64 cartridges and stuff from the GameCube era. Maybe, like, I don't know, 10 games per platform. Not a lot. Right. Um. But I've never been a fan of, of like, taking up space in my apartment with, with stuff. So uh, So I didn't really start owning lots of games until steam happened Mm -hmm. and now i have a steam library that i think is going on 250 strong right now i have a list of um various categories one of them is called finished which are games i have finished and then one was called unfinished which is the majority of them (laughs) and there's another list i have on there because you can customize your um categories on steam and organize Mm -hmm. them i spent like a day doing this yeah There's another category I made called will never play, which is games that I've like played an hour of and just hate. Great. I think um, uh, I decided not to. uh, I won't offend anyone. Aquaria is in there. There's there's um, something called like Alien Swarm. No, not Alien Swarm. Some over the shoulder Gears of War clone shooter in there. Um, PB Winterbottom. I hated that game. That's on the list. You don't like it, Winterbottom. I didn't like Winterbottom. Uh, that's I I, I don't like puzzles when they're like super rigid.
2: Yeah. I, I okay. I played that game right after I played Braid. Like the yeah, first time yeah. I played Braid. I didn't like
0: the puzzles in Braid either. Okay. Well, I mean that that explains
2: it. But like, <laughs> yeah, that does. Like that... Braid is like one of Braid is like my favorite game that I actually have like evidence to like for it to be like a good game. I have <laughs> a really hard
0: time with Braid style puzzles.
2: I, that, those are like my favorite. That's why I like Anti and all that, all that junk. But like, yeah. uh, I played Winterbottom after Braid, and so I was like, like expecting another Braid, not realizing that like Braid was like a masterfully crafted like work of art, <laughs> and that Winterbottom was like pum, pum, pum. another like like an indie game. Like yeah, not and that's a bad that's one, the other
0: thing. Like I, I thought it was Braid, but without a lot of the the charm and the. Um, <laughs> kind of aesthetic qualities that made Braid worthwhile. So Yeah, I need to give so, it another play now that I,
2: like, uh, don't expect it to be Braid. Because I never beat it. I played, like, halfway through.
0: Well, I, I put it in my will-never-play pile, so, so I <laughs> made my mind up about that one. I also have lists called Infinite and Multiplayer, which I put, like, main multiplayer-based games in there. Right. And also games with, like, that focus on procedural generation or have... Exhaustive mod support go in the infinite list. Yeah, the idea being they have infinite replayability. Yeah. So yeah, actually, I <laughs> I got really complicated about how I organize my games. I, for Steam, I just do like pretty basic categories like platformer, action, shooter,
2: whatever. You know. Mm-hmm. What about uh, what about you, Josiah? Josiah. I, like, looking at your videos, I can see that you have the infamous shelf full of Super Nintendo games right there. But anything else that you organize with?
1: Uh, not really. I mean yeah they're stacked on the shelf but I don't think they could possibly be any less organized I think I managed to get uh, Mega Man 1 through 6 on NES in order so
2: <laughs> well that's one accomplishment <laughs> and
0: that's also like really complicated like there's so many Mega Man spin off series of sequels that all go in their own weird yeah, order yeah.
2: I, do, I do see I, I have one of your videos open right now which is why I can why I can pick this out, but I do see that you have a uh, physical Earthbound and Super Mario RPG just sitting pretty right next to each other. Yeah,
1: Aren't those <laughs> expensive? Yeah, they're, they're a little expensive, like, but yeah. <laughs> uh, it's kind of an interesting story behind that Earthbound cart. Like A friend of mine got it from a friend of his for mm-hmm. like five bucks, I think. Because oh, oh, wow. my friend didn't like it. And so oh, me and my friend played it a little bit. Like... This was we were pretty young, so I don't even know if we could like appreciate what an r p g was back then, right, but I just kind of borrowed it oh no <laughs> and, uh,
2: let's hope let's hope he's not a listener yeah
1: no he's i'm <laughs> sure he'd be, he'd be fine with it, but uh yeah,
0: well, didn't you also say that you like gave him five dollars for it or
1: something? well, that's the thing i don't it was his friend that gave him the cartridge and he was selling it five dollars, <laughs> and I don't think he ever got paid. <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Great. I like my EarthBound cartridge, though.
0: mm. (laughs) (laughs) So so that's at least, like, one good thing? Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, most of my games I just collected, like, throughout my life. I haven't really... I mean, I have them from when I was a kid.
0: Right. So... Yeah. And that's, that's, like, all my old cartridges, too. Like, I have some really weird NES games... Like, uh, where in the world is Carmen San Diego? I have Top Gun, <laughs> like sitting there on my shelf right now.
2: I have a, I have a Super Nintendo game that I don't know where I got it from called Frantic Flea.
0: <laughs> Frantic Flea? Yeah, it doesn't,
2: it doesn't run, so I've never like, been able to like heard of Yeah, it's like
0: would bet money that it's like a really <clears throat> generic SNES side scroller. I'm almost positive with, that with it a is. name like that. And, yep. and never having heard of it and knowing what games I never heard of on the NES were like, <laughs> I bet that's what it was like. Most likely, dude. Mm-hmm, it's like mm-hmm. very likely. Um, no Way Ryan Tatum has a question about our sordid personal lives. Okay. He says, since I'm sure that making videos on the Internet doesn't exactly pay the bills. You're yeah, right. What are your guys's <laughs> day jobs? If you're allowed to talk about them, that is.
2: Okay, well um I don't I, mind I don't mind I, 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 I kind of do if you like if you don't if either of you guys don't want to talk about it like don't don't be like obligated to be like well like I I'll say mine because it's like you know I've been working in a family business for a while and that helps me <clears throat> like support myself to where I can also come out here and like make internet videos and you know, and have and the also, time to like kick this off and stuff. Don't
0: your day jobs like oftentimes bleed over into your internet jobs? Uh, like I remember you talking about that a lot, and how you like have an office that you go to for TOVG.
2: Right. Um, well, the office is paid for mostly by uh, by our generous Patreon donors. Um, shout outs to all of you out there. You know who you are. Especially I mean, guy who asked the question, Ryan Tatum. He's a Patreon donor. He's a cool guy. Um, but yeah, um, like what I do is in the morning I drive out. To uh, the like family business, which is it's a, like a trash hauling company, but my job is to paint trash bins. So, if you're ever in LA and you see a trash container and it's painted a color, maybe I did that. Who knows? Nice. Uh, yeah, it, it's like it's it's like outside in the sun and this paint fumes
0: that's and that's this. what i need like I, I don't spend like my my day job i, I don't again I, I i said i don't want to like reveal exactly what it is yeah i will say that it is related to media and it is some kind of office job right but it's like not <laughs> it's probably not what anyone thinks yeah and um and i just also want to say that i really do wish i got out more <laughs> yeah i mean like, like I'm, I'm going crazy indoors all the time it, I'll, I'll be honest, it's not the
2: enjoyable type of in the sun. It's the, like, I'm standing in the sun waiting for paint to dry. Literally. Like, <laughs> oh, no. Is like, part of my job. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's, like, tough work. There's a lot of, like, heavy lifting involved with, like, moving bucket, like, five-gallon buckets of paint from one place to another. And it's, like, you know, it's a family business, so it's not, like, a huge corporation where we have all the money in the world to, like, have the best equipment. So... It's a little stressful, but it pays the bills, and, you know. And it keeps you tanned. Not really, no. (laughs) I I just don't tan. I refuse. You
0: you just, your body, it's like, no. I just,
2: I reject the sun and its UV
1: rays. There you go. Yeah, I'm a computer tech. I don't don't want to say where. That's what I should have been. uh, Yeah, no, I just wrench on computers
0: all day, pretty much. Pretty sweet gig. (laughs) <laughs> uh, I I always have fun doing that on my own computers, but does it get like does it become work after? Like I'm sure it does. I'm sure it does. But I mean, of all the things I could be doing to to make money, that's that's one thing I probably at least from my perspective right now, it doesn't sound like like that bad of a way to make money. Yeah, yeah. just wrenching on computers. I like it <laughs> quite a bit. I don't know. I I tried to uh, fix my old monitor. With, um, by soldering new capacitors to replace burnt out capacitors, do you ever do any soldering? Uh, no, it's usually just uh, someone didn't plug in their LAN cable, so I just uh, <laughs> take mm. care of that for them. <laughs> <laughs> like just turn it off and back on again. Uh, well, I'm yeah. not
1: really exaggerating very much. Either. No, I, wow.
2: I had a friend who used to be in uh, in over the phone computer tech support, and he said about ninety percent of what he did was like telling people to turn their computer off and on again and then they did it and then it would work and he's (laughs) like you're welcome
0: yeah um let's see matt cd2 matt cd42 goddamn milkman i like this guy we play fighting games together says (laughs) um what game would you pair with a beer
2: Um, guys have answers well i can definitely say that i often pair a beer with dust force okay it's it's funny
0: uh josiah oh sorry
2: No, I was just going to say it's funny because a lot of the hardest levels that I've assessed lately have been after, like, a beer, and I've, like, gotten going, and I'm, like... (laughs) Or, like, a beer or two, and, like, I have, like, a little bit of a buzz, and then I, like, power through, like,
0: some, like, Drunken Fist shit. Oh, yeah. I, uh... I... I... I know my answer, but but I'm going (laughs) to wait to go last. Okay. Oh, yeah, I don't know, like, SimCity or something, probably. Something, like, just kind of active and passive yeah i mean I'm r- wait that was a weird thing to say yeah, that was. but, a but weird i know thing to say. i know <laughs> i know what you mean like SimCity is like like tending it's like uh gardening kind of like you can always be doing it or you can stop and watch it happen
1: yeah yeah
0: that's a good one i was
1: good thinking one. like nes games but then i was like what like ninja gaiden <laughs> no
0: not Ninja Gaiden. you, go, you, gotta, you gotta be fat yeah you need you don't need a depressant for that you need like <laughs> caffeine yeah i would um pair of beer with with uh one of the metal gear solid games mm, i can see like that. like something that is not necessarily thoughtless entertainment but um like fun to play and fun to think about not really like frustrating or difficult but just mm. kind of kind of a uh i don't really know how to say it other than game to have a beer yeah, with no, I know exactly <laughs> like you like you can you yeah like like metal gear solid games also they're stealth games like you play them slowly like beer is going to slow down your reaction time if you have like Two or more, so yeah. uh, so go nuts with a slow-paced game like Metal Gear. Yeah, you're waiting in and, a locker, and it'll also you know, hiding hiding out. It's a good time to have a drink. It'll probably it'll probably make those waits more entertaining <laughs> <laughs> instead of instead of frustrating. Um, and what games would you guys pair with a glass of wine or bottle? Yeah, I won't judge. Um, I'm not I am not really much of a wine drinker. I will be completely
2: and perfectly honest, uh, though. I feel like it would be at home without, Oh, wow, accidentally led to that. It, I feel like it would be at home with a game like Gone Home or Dear Esther. Maybe even uh, maybe even Amnesia. Oh, so just like walk-in, snow combat? Kind, kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very slow,
0: deliberate games where I could appreciate the environment. I would uh, say... Zeldas. Hmm. Because, um... Because wine's like kind of kind of fruity and tangy, mm. unlike beer, which is kind of kind of bitter. It's it's a little more like a little more punch to the flavor. Mm. It still kind of slows you down overall, though, so you don't want to be doing anything super demanding. Right. Uh-huh. But it's also uh, helps you helps you stop and think about stupid pretentious nonsense during the slow parts, which I mean, which I Metal can, Gear and Zelda's are good
2: for. I could pair wine with with braid. That'd probably work for me. <laughs> i would not be
1: able to pass it <laughs> yeah i don't really drink wine so i don't have a good answer
2: yeah that, i mean that's that's the same oh, boat i'm in like i've I've had wine before but i'm never like <laughs> i could go for a glass of wine right now like, I, I, <laughs> just just, I just hurt i just don't wine
0: no <laughs> i mean I, I don't necessarily crave it but i have had it on occasion and hmm. i uh i think for some reason my brain associates it with zelda
1: 'Cause, cause it's still it's
0: got answer. like a little bit of a fruity innocence to it. Yeah. yeah. Which which Zelda has. Yeah. Like like beer is kind of <laughs> kind of sloppy and American and and very either like adult or teenagerish of a of a of a beverage. Wine is something that like the older adults can expose the kids to <laughs> Well, I don't know what kind of friends you guys had growing up, but uh <laughs> but that's that's what I think of it. So, and I,
2: I believe there's a third part of this question. Is there?
0: What game would you pair with Mountain Dew? Ninja <laughs> yeah. And that's that's what I'm thinking too. Like something that, that does not require you to think and and but still requires you to like process information really fast.
2: Yeah, yeah I, th- I think
0: uh, Cause, I, I cause mean Mountain I think... Dew is caffeine and sugar. <laughs>
2: Let's let's get any any hype game in here. I'd say I, I'd say Sa- Counter Strike, Samurai Gun, Smash Bros, mm. Lethal League, Brawlers. Brawlers is what Brawlers, I'd any brawler. Yeah.
0: That that sounds like a lot of fun, actually. Yeah. Just just binging on on horrible soft drinks and playing <laughs> playing fighters and brawlers all night with friends.
2: That's my, that's my damn childhood right there. <laughs>
0: um josiah do you have anything you would pair with uh, oh wait you already said ninja Gaiden, yeah, no, that's right, right? i he, had that one pre-loaded, to draw <laughs> oh yeah 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 that's right that's right yeah i would uh just just something i i don't want to say call of duty because i don't regularly play call of duty mm. just for now because review but mm-hmm. um yeah like counter-strike is is my call of duty i guess like my yeah, standby really 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 fast um well, actually, I don't know. It depends on how you play. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, like like my Twitch game, my Twitch multiplayer game with infinite value is uh, Counter-Strike. Therefore, my Mountain Dew game is <laughs> is Counter-Strike. Makes sense. Have either of you heard of uh, um, Double
1: Action? Double Action. know that's news to me. Sounds familiar. It, it like just know. released on Steam, but it's a source mod. And,
0: uh, oh, wait. Yeah, I did see the uh, ad for yeah, that. that's
1: supposed to be the spiritual successor to the Specialists, which was an old half-life one mod but basically mm-hmm. you just run around and it's like the matrix kind of you can like d-
0: i i always wondered how those
1: games like managed to do bullet time and multiplayer yeah the specialist is like my favorite shooting game of all time but mm. um double Action's kind of trying to like do it better but not really like it's really <laughs> it's really hilarious you got to play
0: it just for the laughs but is it how much does it cost free. Oh! Yep. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you have like a. Yeah, there. I remember the specialists. I I never actually got to play it outside of of bot matches, yeah. but um, no, yeah, it was cool as hell. Yeah, this one's it. It's pretty uh, interesting. It was like multiplayer max pain. Lots of lots of shot dodging going on. This looks. Uh, I'm looking at
2: the website now. This looks like something that I'd be interested in. Maybe I will pick this up when I get yeah, home. It's really. It's the, very
1: silly. It's not, like, um, very fulfilling like Counter-Strike is, you know? Right. Uh-huh. But, uh, I don't know, you have, like, a stunt button, <laughs> and when you push the stunt button, you'll dive to the air, and so uh-huh. you can be shooting while you're diving, and then when you land, if you continue to hold down the stunt button, you'll slide for, like, a hundred feet. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. It, it,
2: it sounds... I don't know if you guys ever experienced this. It sounds like the sort of dumb multiplayer shooter fun that I had playing... What was uh it was a 007 Nightfire on GameCube. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you guys
1: was ever like, play
0: that? Those like 6th gen t- James Bond games were like the dumbest fun. Oh my god. There was one that had a grappling hook. You could like one. Spider-Man around <laughs> levels. That's the one. That was Nightfire because that wasn't even a bad hook gra- It was a pretty nice grappling hook as well, like as far as video game
2: grappling hooks go. Okay, because in the main game that grappling hook only worked on, like, two surfaces. It was like the hook shot in Zelda. It was like you mm-hmm. needed a specific place where you could but shoot But in multiplayer,
0: it. you could grapple anywhere. Anything.
2: Anything at anything. all. That's why it was so much fun. That was also the game. You see those
0: mountains in the distance? You can <laughs> grapple hook two of them.
2: That was also the game with, uh, with Oddjob as an unlockable character, and his hat was like a homing Frisbee that you could like, launch across the map and get one-hit kills with, and people would be like, what even just happened? It
0: was great. The, I, I'm guessing they never, they never um, played that at Evo. Not yet. Yeah. Fatality never trained with, with the GameCube version of 007 Nightfire. Uh, one last question right. from, from Le Huston. Yeah. If you were to introduce a person to video games for the first time, what one game would you recommend to them? Wow. This is a tough one because it's got to be simple, and it also has to make you not look like an idiot. (laughs) And if 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 you care about that sort of thing, right? Um, I would say
2: I I have a uh, one of two answers: either I'm really backing this game up, either a link between worlds or Shovel Knight. Ooh, Shovel Knight! Oh
0: God, I think either of those would
2: be if like if this person has never heard of a video game before. I think. Both of those games are great for teaching a person how to play the game, like, really well. They're very, like, interesting and flashy and fun. They're, you know, they're, like, sort of a childlike wonder element to both of mm-hmm, them. Yeah. But they get, like, intense and, like, they draw you into the end, which is, like, a, a harder difficulty. Which is, yeah, I think they're, like, good, good starter games.
0: Yeah. They, they just kind of, like, embody... What what would like I'm gonna yeah. agree with you on shovel Knight that's gonna be that's gonna be my my go to example like it is an exemplar video game mm-hmm. it uh it, it exhibits all the qualities that that I associate with classic video gaming mm-hmm. so uh, I think it would sum sum up video games fairly well to to newcomers
1: mm. uh yeah I'd say there's probably some bias here, but I would say probably linked to the past hmm I, uh, mm-hmm. It's actually kind of an interesting circumstance. Like a few years ago, my wife, who had played mm-hmm. games when she was young, you know, like anybody else, like Mario World and stuff. All right. I talked her into playing. I'm pretty sure it was Link to the Past. I borrowed some cartridges from my friend that I didn't have, and I think it was like Chrono Trigger and Super Metroid. And I got her to play Link to the Past, and she just got like strung out on it. Like <laughs> it was pretty interesting. And then I think it was Chrono Trigger she was playing. Like I went to work or something and I came back like six hours later
0: and she'd been playing it the entire time. <laughs> Dang. Oh man, I could uh, I could so easily imagine myself doing that though, because th- that's what I was like when I first played Chrono yeah. Trigger. I-, I set aside <laughs> the whole day for it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I,
2: it was just, that's definitely an uh, RPG that I need to set aside some time for.
0: Yeah. It, I don't know if it's aged super well though. <laughs> Ah, uh, 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 the, the writing, when you go back to it, the writing is, is a lot worse than I remember. Like, I, I was playing through it earlier last year, and, and I didn't go into a second day of it, but, but I was like, wow, I remember caring way more about these characters than, than I feel like I'm supposed to now.
2: Yeah, I could totally see that. I don't know. I, don't, I know nothing about yeah, it. So. I
0: find that interesting because,
1: like, Jimmy, when you checked out my chrono trigger video like I was mm-hmm. like oh he's gotta be a huge chrono trigger fan and then like it wasn't that long ago he told me you've never played
0: it I was like yeah I, yeah." I mean, I don't, don't get me uh, wrong you should
2: right uh, I don't know what it is about about your the chrono trigger cover uh, I forgot what the name of it oh, was peaceful days, peaceful days. That's, that's the, the one, one. Uh, there's there's something about that cover that really resonated with me, even though I know nothing about the game. <laughs> it was just like like a really really strong, powerful cover. Also, I mean, same thing with with Earthbound Eight Melodies. Your cover of that, and I've never played Earthbound before. So like, maybe you're just really good at writing music <laughs> and lyrics. I don't know. <laughs> man. Yeah,
1: I just assume that you like played it. So I uh, guess I no, I wrong.
2: I need to I need to play Chrono Trigger. I need to play Earthbound. I need to play Super Mario RPG. I. I am not a, a person who plays RPGs. I have never
1: had... Yeah, honestly, and... like, I don't care for them that much. Mm-hmm. I mean, as far as the gameplay goes, it's got to have a pretty good story for me to actually
0: finish it. Right. That's uh, that's the trade-off. Mm. There there are a lot of good... I, There's nothing I love more, though, than, like, getting immersed in a really, really long-lasting RPG for days. Like, I, I felt that during Wasteland 2. It was great.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, like... I've never I guess I've never like gotten into like classic RPGs um I mean I I've played a lot of Skyrim a lot of oblivion a lot of fallout and stuff action RPGs yeah. is more mm-hmm. my more my speed um, the only like turn-based RPG I ever got real into was Final Fantasy tactics advance but even then that's a tactical RPG not like The traditional, well, the old
0: Fallout's were tactical RPGs. Yeah, I, I never played the old ones. Just like, uh, like the line is really blurry. Like, oh my god, way back in the day, there was an incredibly stupid debate over whether not any game at all could be considered an RPG. (laughs) Like, I guess, I guess the moral of the story is that it's a very vague genre. Right. Like, it's more, it's not necessarily about playing a role or being encouraged to play a role so much as it is about the combat not being one hundred percent twitch based. Yeah. Like, uh, like, like, Call of Duty has RPG, lots and lots of RPG elements oh, yeah. to its systems. That's it's a very vague term nowadays.
2: Yeah, definitely.
0: Anyways, I mean, for was, a long
2: time, didn't didn't most people consider
0: uh, Legend of Zelda an RPG? Yeah, yeah, an, an action RPG. Do people like, still do that? I don't I, know. I, I Times don't know. change. I don't know. Times if they change, do or not. and so does what RPG means. Right. <laughs> <laughs> RPGs. <laughs> RPGs have changed. <laughs> They're no longer about distributing points and rolling dice, but about filling meters and picking loadouts. <laughs> and I Kevin Spacey. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. Wait, uh, Kevin Spacey didn't actually do that bad in this, uh... I mean, g- I mean <laughs> given the writing he was given... Right, like, it's Kevin Spacey. He's a good actor. I like yeah. him. He also likes video games, I think.
2: Yeah, he, there's, a uh, in, uh... What's it called? House Cards. House of, of Cards. cards. His character, I, I don't, I'm not sure if it was originally written like this, but like his character has a lot of points where he's like frustrated, and so he's just at home and he has like an Xbox headset on with a 360 controller, and he's like shooting up guys in, in a Call of Duty online match, and it's really funny because like you know he's he's like an older man, he's not like you know a 20 year old like gamer dude, so it's funny seeing him like. And it looks like he's really playing. Like, if, I don't know if he's actually playing or not in the scenes, but he he definitely looks like he's actually playing, and it's pretty funny.
0: So he's not just like <laughs> haplessly mashing every single button right. on the <laughs> controller and waving it around <laughs> all over the room. Yeah, he's and doing
2: yeah. I don't know. It's it's really funny that uh, that that whole like thing House of Cards into
0: uh, Advanced Warfare is funny. Yeah um let's see anyways I think we are about to run out of time yeah we've been running a bit long this this uh cast That's it was fun though yeah, it was fun Lots of fun. um do we have any any cool projects we want to plug and talk about um
2: if nobody's seen it yet I put up a video on Five Nights at Freddy's oh
0: <clears throat> god damn it I need to play that game and then watch that <laughs> video uh cause, cause I have not <laughs> Yeah. do you yet, know anything about the game no, I I try to black things out if I don't if I haven't played the game Well, before. I got to say you've been doing a grand old job because
2: it's hard to avoid Five Nights at Freddy's information. Yeah, I know. Information. I know. But uh, uh yeah, my my video is is a it, it was a, a wonky little idea I had for Halloween where I made a level head episode and then I dressed it up as a top 5 for its Halloween top Five costume. Nights at Freddy's. <laughs> yeah, and and uh, like I was very, I was very like happy with my audience. Only like one or two people missed the joke, and everyone else was like, "Oh yes, very good. This was clever." And I was like, "Yay!" <laughs> uh, but anyway, that's that's all I got a, all I got to plug. Yeah, um, I saw
1: that one. I think I, I left you a comment on there. I mean, I know I did. It s- said something <laughs> like, uh, "I refuse to play this game, and yet I'm fascinated by it." And
2: oh yeah, you you got a lot of thumbs up on that. And I agree. Like, <laughs> hey, fun fact, spoiler alert: I've never played Five Nights at Freddy's <laughs> before. <laughs> I just know so much about the yeah. game. I've no, I've watched a lot of let's bum plays bum. and stuff, and
1: like yeah. it, it seems really cool. But I'm not playing it because I'm a huge wimp when it comes to horror games. I think I,
2: I think I got over my horror game wimpiness after I like powered through the first Amnesia game. I like got this inspiration. I like played through it, and I was like, yeah, yeah, horror games. And now I'm like all into horror games. I don't get them very often, but like I do enjoy them quite a lot.
1: Yeah
0: uh anyways um yeah i have a couple big reviews coming out um mm-hmm. call of duty tomorrow and Civ beyond earth next week oh, which dang. is a game i am enjoying a lot more uh-huh. <laughs> like as much as i love dumb shooters like call of duty has always been a kind of guilty pleasure but it's never like gone past the 50 hour mark for me whereas every single Civ i've played has has gone well past that and i uh think this one will too mm. Um but yeah, keep an eye out keep an eye out for those. Um, Josiah, do you have do you have anything interesting planned for the coming weeks? No, yeah, I got some things cooking. Uh not to steer us mm-hmm. back towards Majora's Mask,
1: but uh Oh, oh no, 'cause oh. cause we might stay if we do. <laughs> you know, we're already running overtime. <laughs> no, I'm uh I'm working on a cover with lyrics for Majora's Mask. Awesome. Yeah, I don't oh, <laughs> oh man. I wanted to release it on Halloween, but some stuff <laughs> came up, so I kinda kept pushing
0: it back and now I'm like well, it's, it's Zelda oh, month. That's so. It's it's such a <laughs> Halloween game, too. I remember it coming out um, on Halloween, too. I remember returning home, eager to play Majora's Mask after I finished trick-or-treating.
2: I, I never played it when it came out, so I, I don't have that particular memory, though... Uh, I am excited to see because for the, for those of you who like aren't aware of of uh, all of Boozing Walsh's content, he does not only the covers with lyrics. He just does some other you know instrumental covers and stuff, and those are always fantastic. Like don't get me wrong, but the uh, the lyrical covers really are something special. And if there's one about Majora's Mask, I mean, heck, go go watch. The, <laughs> we're watch we're a lot all of fans that. here, yeah. oh, and so you.
0: are you, humbler listener. Otherwise, <laughs> you are uh, doing it wrong. Mm. Yep. Anyways, um I think I think it ch- is well past time for us to say goodbye though. Yeah, so real it quick before fun. yeah,
2: real real quick before we outro, uh if I mean you Listeners by now, of course, know uh, me, youtube.com slash gamer, and uh, and George, youtube.com slash bunny hop
0: show, right? Right? <laughs> it's it's weird,
2: right? But uh, if you if you want to check out Josiah's content and if you want to go tell him that he was a cool guest on the podcast, go to youtube.com slash boozinwalsh. That's B O O Z I N W A L S H. Uh, and yeah, if you just search search Booze and Walsh video game music or whatever, I'm sure you'll find him. Pretty cool dude Makes pretty cool stuff mm-hmm. Thanks man mm-hmm. uh,
0: Anyways No problemo Yeah Check out our stuff Rate us Rate us five stars On iTunes <laughs> Love our stuff And we <laughs> will make more stuff Yeah um, And also Keep keep asking questions We hope to see more discussion In the forums We are always eager To talk about it mm-hmm. And until then I think everyone Should also have A great week Oh, thanks man Later man <laughs> You're welcome. Bye. Bye.
1: Bye. Bye. Goodbye.